Good morning everyone, uh, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to the Youth Perspective. This is a podcast organized by Cald Youth and it aims to discuss uh, social issues and youth issues and the role of youth um, in these different social and political and economic issues. Um, this podcast is brought to you by Cald with the support of the Friedrich Naumann Foundation for Freedom. And um, this is the second podcast. We are on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Now, uh, before we begin, um, the topic that we're going to talk about today is uh, influencers, social media, and activism. We'll try to understand the connection between these three things, influencers as actors, um, activism as a method or function, and social media as the platform. And we are very grateful that... Um, we have our influencers for our guests today. We have Miss Kaki Pangilinan. She is a 20-year-old singer-songwriter. In her own words, a struggling artist. She has, a built, she has built a platform on social media as a place of conversation about social issues. She loves writing more than anything except her country and has always just wanted to stick by her principles. She likes race cars and fruity wine and is currently working on her album and activism. She is also the daughter of uh, Philippine Senator Kiko Pangilinan and Filipina actress Sharon Guneta. Mark Averilla, better known on the internet as McCoy Dubs, is a Filipino influencer with hundreds of thousands of followers and a lecturer in, co- in Colegio de San Juan de Letran. McCoy has made several viral videos with comedic sketches and scenarios, but all of them aren't just all about laughs. Uh, McCoy also speaks out on national issues through entertainment. McCoy uses the social media platforms to uh, represent the voice of today's youth and tackle important topics and opinions while keeping it light-hearted by mixing in, in comedic sketches. McCoy is also an active participant in online talks and forums that tackle national and social topics. So hello, Kaki and McCoy. How are you? What have you been these past few uh, weeks and months? Hello, everyone. Hi, Kathy. It's good to see you again. <laughs> good to see you so much. Hi, Christian. So nice to meet you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Christian. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And um, I hope the both of you are um, okay and fine despite the challenges and limitations of the pandemic. Perhaps we can get right into our topic. Today, we will discuss influencers, activism, and social media, trying to understand how they are all connected. And we're trying to look into into this through the perspective of a youth leader in our society. We're also trying to consider that there is a political shift that is about to come. Next year is the 2022 uh, elections and things might or may not change. And we know that we have a role to play uh, in this political shift. Now, uh, for both Kaki and Makoy, we all know that the evolution of social media has given rise to uh, influencers. You know, endorsing a brand or a product isn't out of the ordinary. But what happens when an influencer endorses a politician? Do you think, as influencers, you can heavily impact the results of the upcoming election? Let's start with Kaki. Uh, okay, so. I think before anything, I'd like to establish that personally, um, I feel as if I really have qualms about the digital age that we're now in, where we've sort of quantified influence into followers and likes and things like that. When the, you know, and I say this a lot, but I, I fully, I really like repeating it because it's so important, I think, to remember that the term influence predates 
social media, you know, it, it because it, sure. it makes it clear that everybody has our own sphere of influence. No? And so I think that it's, I think that this conversation is really important because I want to remind anybody who's listening that everybody is an influencer in their own way, in their own right, because you have your own circle of friends, your own you know that's your sphere of influence but friends family people you know intimately people who you can have like these important conversations with and people who you can affect and impact in that same way right and these conversations nowadays because we're obviously living in such times that there's so much going on or there's so much tension especially opening the digital space entering the digital space in the last few weeks it's been really sort of like wow overwhelming for me to even scroll through a twitter feed which is I'm sure, you know, a lot of people are feeling, especially post-pandemic, right? Or like, well, not even post, like in the midst but end of the pandemic, like as we teeter off the edge, hopefully. Uh, I think that it's really important to keep maintaining those conversations regardless of who your audience is. But like, obviously, if you do have a larger audience, then there is a certain level of responsibility also that comes with keeping those conversations alive, you know, with people and like doing your best to connect with one another through that space that I think it, it's such an invaluable tool now. You know, we're approaching an election year also, which is so, like you said, like endorsing politicians and things like that. I think it's also important to recognize that we do not stand politicians. We do not um, idolize politicians. You know, we don't idolize these people. But like, it's good to sort of keep that um, dialogue alive regarding who's policies do we think will affect us in a positive way? Whose policies do we think we need right now for the time that we're in? And who do we think has our best interests at heart, no? And things like that. And that's, it's a really great uh, tool, I think, social media in general, for fostering that kind of communication, no? As long as, it also comes with, like, the hostility once in a while. But that's why, you know, it's, like, give and take and, like, just make sure, do your best to always approach things kindly because I think so much gets lost in translation between text and, like, as opposed to face-to-face conversations where things, in tone and inflection and social, you know, cues and things like that. But we lose so much of that online. So, tuloy means nagiging hostile na in conversation. But I think that, to an extent, it's super healthy to just maintain that dialogue and ensure that people hear from you your thoughts you know and your feelings about certain things and as long as you maintain your integrity and like you do your best to stay educated stay up to date on news and provide comprehensive information where it counts thank you i i think that's a very helpful insight um it's good that you have kind of broadened the term of uh, influencers to include those that may not have online platforms but can sell influence other people's lives based on their decisions and the choices that they make. Let's ask Makoy, what uh, what do you think about uh, of influencers endorsing politicians um, and do you think you, we can heavily impact the, the coming elections? Uh, very good insights no, from, from Kaki. Uh, very good, good points as well on pointing out that we are all um, influencers and content creators by our own right. For me, I think, uh, well, me personally, I'm not really endorsing any politician for 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 now, no, for for the coming 2022 elections. But I guess it's also the you know the conscience, na lang of of the of the content creator if he or she is going to endorse a politician. But of course, there are a lot of points that need to be. Um, 
taking care, taking uh, care well of, lalo na if the politician really has a good track record, diba? yan yung mga kailangan natin uh, i-double check. No? Uh, good track record, of course, um, performance in terms of legislation. Um, what is, kumbaga, marami rin mga pointers na kailangan natin i-check <laughs> before we, we, we endorse a politician. But me personally, uh, most especially if the content creator has a very huge following that could also really uh, have an impact no? kapag pagdating sa, ano, sa, sa vote. So, lalo na kung ang celebrity may 10 million subscribers on Instagram or let's say YouTube. So, malaking factor yun. But then again, it all boils down kung sino yung i-endorse. Yeah. Most especially the, the the performance, track record-wise, yun talaga yung kailangan natin i-check. But me personally, uh, if I'm going to endorse a politician, that's, uh, yung politician na i-endorse ko, syempre, dapat align din sa values ko. No? Align sa gusto natin mangyari for, for, for the Philippines. And I think right now, what we all want as of the moment is better Philippines, no? better country for, for all. Especially for, for the upcoming generations to come, gusto natin maayos lahat. Healthcare system, transportation, um, the, the, you know, na yung, yung tax natin na pupunta <laughs> sa magandang bagay, hindi lang yung na-offer up. So, yun yung mga, I think for me, it's okay to endorse a politician as long as we endorse the right ones. That we feel na ito yung magbibigay ng <clears throat> pagbabago sa bansa. But, you know, as of the moment, I'm all for voters' education. I'm all for um, voters' registration. But politician endorsement, parang we need to think about it. Thrive. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, Makoy. I think that's a very um, meaningful and accurate insight. It's hard for influencers to just endorse politicians. They go through a certain thought process and some level of scrutiny. Because I understand in social media now uh, nowadays, there is some sort of pressure um, towards influencers, like forcing them and uh, pushing them to speak out on national issues. And sometimes to the point of asking them to condemn certain politicians or asking them to condemn certain policies. And um, I want to know what's your uh, take on this. Like, how do you handle uh, the pressures uh, from social media? There are There is also what we call cancel culture. I think um, many influencers have already experienced this. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on cancel culture and how do you handle um, pressure from uh, from the public? Um, I think that, well, that's an interesting question. It's actually a lot of, it's been the topic of a lot of um, internal self-realization, I think, that's been going on in quarantine. No? Especially because I think that... Um, people only really started paying attention to what I was saying on Twitter over quarantine. So it's been this curious time of bigla na lang, there's like a weird audience there outside. No? And I think, like Makoy, we were sort of on that same, like, that same rhythm, that same, yeah, of like, because I think everybody was home and then paying attention to stuff online. And, and I remember like that a, there was like... Yeah, it's like uh, they're monitoring every movement. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And it, yung, there was really a time where it was every single day there was something I said or something that I you know would sort of be, could be taken out of context or like things like that. But then 
I think that at the end of the day, I just realized na lang because I was wasting so much energy also in trying to not naman please everybody. I don't think I've ever been like a super 100% people pleaser. Like you do recognize that you're not going to be able to please everybody, you know. You're not going to be able to. But I think I just realized that at the end of the day, what matters is that I maintain my own integrity, you know, because I don't, because I think that to a certain extent, your opinions can be swayed by the people who you follow, the people who you look up to, the people who you're engaging with online, right? And that's it, that's healthy to a certain extent, I think. You know, obviously, to the extent that like you keep an open mind and you learn new things and you learn from your mistakes, etc., and you acknowledge like, kung san ka nakamale, you know, everything like that. But then there's also a limit to that bit because there's, you have to, I think there's a certain distinction between valid criticism and then criticism that's just generally hurtful then or like yung parang medyo unnecessary. Like if I tweet something about like my day and then people are like, oh my God, this girl won't shut up. And I'm like, but this is my Twitter account. Like, I'm sorry that you're seeing this. You can block me if you want to, you know, parang stuff like that. Yung parang hindi na pertinent to my life, I think. And like at the end of the day, yung nakakabagod na lang just to read all that stuff. And so, you know, when stuff like that came up, I think that I just sort of retreated and I had to take a step back, not out of like fear or anything, but more out of just a personal responsibility, I think, to myself also to just sort of cut, um, how do you say, compartmentalize no, in my head. Like what is important to me, what actually matters about me being online what do I like about it? And then what can I, what can I avoid, like, res- like responsibly? No, because you don't want to avoid naman all criticism, period. Because obviously, as a person who, you know, for some reason, people were reading all my stuff. It's like, I felt a certain responsibility also to speak out about certain things that mattered. And then for a while, it was just nonstop. Because I remember after Ihako, actually, this is a really good example. After Ihako, every day, I would get like a mention of some sort that was accusing me of being a hypocrite kumyare, because I wasn't talking about a specific um, like issue. I wasn't talking about a specific um, which is a harassment issue or like issue of abuse that I had never heard of prior to that, to seeing that mention of like, ah, hypocrite ka, kasi like, you're not talking about this, but then, kala ko ba iha ko, kala ko ba everybody's, ano. And I, 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 it was so weird because why is it suddenly like, if I don't comment on a specific case every single time that these specific cases happen it's like parang wh- how does that make me a hypocrite you know what i mean and like it felt sort of strange so for days i was trying to keep up with everybody's stories i was going through my dms and like reading so many stories from all these girls and like as much as it was super inspiring i think to a certain extent also i realized tao lang din ako like you know what i mean like I I, and i think that like we all have our limits because how can you help anyone when you're not helping yourself also kapag kailangan mo na, diba? It's like when your head is already filled with so much noise. And when there's constant criticism back and forth, no matter what you do, it sort of feels like, yung micro-analyzing, diba? Like all of your movements, all of your, ano. And it feels sort of weirdly unfair, but then I also realized that's, it just comes with it. Eh. Because yun na, people get braver, I think, when there's, when there's no culpability, like direct, like face-to-face interaction, like that doesn't, but I, people don't feel the need to be polite as when I know for a fact that people are very good, you know what I mean? Like if you met, if you met someone in person, I'm pretty sure half the things that you say online, you wouldn't say to that person, <laughs> like in speaking terms. And so I think I'm just proud that like, um, I would never let myself, whenever I tweet something or whenever I post something, I just always try to remind myself, like, is this something I would say in real life? 
is this something that I can say to somebody in real life, face to face, etc., and stuff like that. And I've, you know, there's a certain amount of peace that has to be made with it because, at the same time, um, if you're, you know, if you're getting involved in activism as much, or if you're advocating for things that you feel are important and like change that you feel are important, there are always going to be um, people who disagree with you. And at the end of the day, the frustration and the stress and like the hurt that might cost you, that doesn't compare though. It pales in comparison to the hurt that what you're fighting for, you know what I mean? But to the hurt that the injustices that you're fighting against causes people every single day. And I think that putting that into perspective just is really what helped me to get through all of that. But interestingly enough, I was talking to my little sister the other day because I ko, why is it parang now? Now ko lang nararamdaman yung stress ng online activity when everything is much calmer, sort of on my end, or like it's been calm now for a couple of months. Parang ngayon ko nararamdaman like yung takot of going online. And it's this, mental health is so weird because when I was in the thick of it, when like every single day they were getting, you know, the harassment messages and things like that, parang wala, to me it was like, just keep it going, just keep it coming. Like, kaya kaya ko yan. But then now, I think after having processed it, I don't know. It's so interesting. It's it's so it's so strange. But I think that every feeling that people get them on online is understandable, albeit not necessarily justifiable. Cancel culture, for example. I think we have to learn. Sorry, this is so long. But I think we have to learn how to like understand people because like, you're able to understand. You can understand them and where people are coming from without necessarily agreeing with them. You know, parang nowadays it's so black and white. Eh? It's either you agree with them and therefore you're supporting them. Or you're ano, and stuff like that, or you're or you disagree, you, or you disagree, and then therefore you cut them off, and then you cancel them completely, and parang walang ano, diba? And I feel like that's so pointless because why are we expecting perfection from people who are fundamentally imperfect? Like everybody's fundamentally imperfect, and so when did the standard become perfection? You know, we love talking about standards in terms of yung mga impossible beauty. Standards online, but the truth is that standards online are just impossible in general because you can't yeah, please everybody. And I think that people also have to understand that they can't be pleased all the time. And there's a difference, obviously, when when it comes to like canceling you mga murderers and like rapists and like you know things like that mga korako, Like obviously, yeah, cancel away. But at the same time, there's like a like there's a there should be some. I don't know, have an ethical, philosophical problem in my head. I'm not sure if I can phrase this correctly, but I'm sure McCoy has much better thoughts on this, more concise. Thank you, Kaki. Let's let's hear from McCoy and then let's try to process all of these insights. You know what I what I what I know about the cancel culture. It was a trend in the United States, wherein we cancel all the the brands that promotes, you know, animal testing. That's what. I, I mean, that's the concept of cancel culture na alam ko. No? And we cancel the bad governance from several uh, politicians in the United States. No? During the Trump era, it's very prevalent no? that, okay, we need to cancel Donald Trump because uh, he's, ano, he's against the Asian Americans, he's against the Latin, something like that. But then it it, it, it it evolved to canceling several celebrities as well. So like for example, parang si Kim Kardashian, they canceled Kanye West because of the 
Ay, parang it came out of hand na rin because parang minsan mapapaising mo, parang wala nang sense. Parang minsan wala nang sense bakit natin kinakancel yung mga tao online. Kahit naman yung mga statements nila, hindi naman din masyadong nakaka-apekto sa buhay natin in general. Hindi ba? So, I remember during the quarantine university, uh, right, Kaki, um, we want to cancel the, the bad. We want to cancel the bad. But we want also to cancel harassment, we want to cancel corruption, something like that. Yun ang dapat na i-cancel. And that should be the root for cancel culture. Not just about, you know, pag hindi kayo say ng statement ng, ng content creator na kinafollow mo, and then you will just cancel him or her, ganun na, ganun, ganun na lang. I remember last year, when I was creating the, the anti-Julie character, people were canceling me because they told me that I was creating a divide in the society between the rich and the poor. And ang sabi ko, saan ang galing yun? Saan galing yung ganun? Because ako, as, as the creator of the character, I don't really have an intention to create a divide. I just want to create a video wherein I can, um, you know, feature Filipino Tita culture by doing comedy skits. And then that's it. But not to create a divide. Um, yun. And I think cancel culture, yun din yung nagiging toxic. No? And in terms of politics naman, ganun din. They're putting colors into it. Which is really bad. Like people were telling me as well na uh, ganun po pala si Makoy, ganun din yan. Ako, <laughs> gets, and just like Kathy was mentioned earlier, I don't also want to waste my time and energy reading all the comments. That's why last year I told myself I won't I won't read the comments now because it makes no sense. Like you know, when you have a when you have a content and when you post something, uh, out of one thousand, there are two or three, five bad comments and then it will just make your day bad. <laughs> But what I've learned as well is that you you must you must learn how to compartmentalize. Na parang okay, you read that comment, but then you move forward. Parang mo na, eh. And I think um, cancel culture and you know the bashers online, it's part of the social media ecosystem. It's really hard to eliminate all these bashers and fake pages as long as Mark Zuckerberg did Facebook. <laughs> diba? Sa, sa sobrang big level na pag di na. Parang, okay, we're, we'll, we'll, uh, Facebook will face bankruptcy and then we will delete Facebook na entirely. O doon lang mawawala yung mga toxic na to. So, yeah, I just, I, I think people, they have more time and energy this pandemic because most of the time nasa bahay lang sila and ang emotions ng tao ngayon ay nagpapile up because of misinformation, because of true information because of naiinggit sila sa mga friends nila na nasa Boracay or naiinggit sila sa mga friends nila na nakapunta ng states or any country at then again, and yet again nandito lang sila sa loob ng house at nag- naghahalo-halo emotions nila so kung anong masasabihin nila online they will say it Right? To the point that hindi na nila iisipin kung ano yung sasabihin nila. Basta sabihin lang nila, yun na yun. <laughs> and I think that should be regulated. Uh, and there should be a 
course or let's say a curriculum or in that we should know how to be a responsible social media citizen. And of course, just to add, let's also add voters' education in the curriculum. Para bata pa lang, they have an idea already who to vote, di ba? And uh, may following moral and ethical standards of the society. All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you, McCoy and Kaki, for, for your answers. So just to um, try to lift the uh, base ideas of these insights, um, I like that. I like your thought process of compartmentalizing and trying to simplify the process. Um, you recognize that um, whatever you post online, whatever content you create, they are received differently. And so we do not, we do not have to react on all of them. Uh, and um, this comes with the recognition that there, sometimes there is a pressure putting the influencers in a, some form of pedestal. Like ask, seeking, uh, the uh, people online are seeking accountability from you. They are seek, they're expecting you to be perfect. They expect you to be politically correct all the time. Uh, probably one last question just to, uh, to close this. Are you proactively educating yourselves on issues? On, on matters that you want to uh, speak up uh, speak up about in the future, like for example, um, OG, sexual um, sexual orientation and gender identity. Sometimes we create content about it. So um, do you educate yourself on these issues as well or what do you normally do? I think that uh, um, for me, a lot of the time when I, I like reading articles in general, like, and Twitter is honestly a great source for that because it's all of the news outlets and it's all everybody's talking about in one place, no? in one feed. Like anything that you want to see or read or learn about, as long as you're following those sites or like those people, etc., it's like you get you get access to that information. And like, if you know how to properly um, view your your sources and check whether or not they're credible, then that that in itself, I think, is a skill that's important to anybody who's online. No, because fake news is um, its own virus, honestly, especially nowadays. And I think that um, mga Gen Z millennials were much better at finding or finding the distinction between the fake news and the real news like as soon as you see an article or as soon as you see something usually the people of our age group like the youth yeah, as soon as we see something online we can already tell it if it's credible if it's real or if it's you know falsified if it's put together if it's photoshopped lang, in like sort of like in a crude way you know or if it's clickbait etc like we have all this terminology already that sort of establishes how we interpret the tone of others and the tone of content online, which is an invaluable set of sort of skills, no? Because I, I, no matter how many times I try to teach my parents honestly about that, they don't get it. <laughs> like, they'll always show, my mom will always end up in some rabbit hole on YouTube, na puro conspiracy theories, and I'm just like, mom, like, please, like, you need me to... I need you to block this now on your YouTube. I need you to already put yung parang not interested, but like stop recommending me this and things like that. Because si mommy ko, she loves just consuming it nonstop. And I have to tell her sometimes na parang, mama, that's that's kind of a sketchy sight, no? The, the voice is a, robot, a robotic voice and they're talking about yung, you know, the rapture, etc. And I have to be like, mama, like, relax muna tayo, diba? So like, certain things like that, I'm very grateful, I think, that this generation has grown up in that digital space, headspace already, where we can recognize those things and differentiate from them. No? But that being said, it's sort of, you know, there's also, I think that for me, I've always 
I do my best always to make sure that I'm not gonna talk about something I don't know about, you know, because it's embarrassing lang din. It's like, it's like being with your barkada and then two two people have an inside joke or something, bigla kang makikitawa, and then they'll be like, oh, ba't ka, ba't ka tawang-tawa? Like, hindi mo naman alam yung joke, diba? So it's like, like it was, in, its, in simplest terms, it's embarrassing to talk about something that you don't understand, right? to talk about something that you don't, fully get and I think that at the same time though as much as we you know because people also love preaching that th- that's what I find also so funny because online there's a big wave of if you have a following right you have to speak up or if you have a following then you have to talk about these issues and that's great but then when people don't talk about these like when, when people naman talk about these issues really fast then the criticisms also come in na parang, you need to educate yourself you need to read about this you need to like I feel as if you need to people need to be patient with one another as well like learn that like some people because some people are not always concerned you know we don't have the free time or the luxury of being online every second of every day right it's like focus you you, obviously there are certain issues that we like to focus on and there are certain issues that we want to discuss or that we want to look deeper into and see how we can help and like you know sort of help learn about those things and like what's going on in the world but then there's also this I feel like I I will keep doing that. I will keep reading articles and keep educating myself on matters that I'm not necessarily because there was a time where I would be pressured kunyari na parang opasahin mo to immediately like you have to know about this and then you know you fall down I wouldn't sleep because then you're reading everything and trying your best to like formulate an opinion or trying your best to formulate thoughts and comprehensive things like that. And the truth is with so many things going on especially nowadays it's just it's impossible to know everything about everything, you know? And so I think that I've tried to shift focus and I've tried to make, like, you know, fo- instead of spreading yourself too thin, no, on the online space, and instead of, you because you can't, I don't think that it's really possible for anybody to address and, like, be 100% on top of every issue ever, right? Because on in addition to, like, that just being impossible, even if one were online all the time, we all have lives. We're all... We, we have friends, we have work, we have school, we have people who we care about, we have our family issues, you know what I mean? We have things that we're dealing with privately that people in the online space can't necessarily, they don't need to know. And that's the weird thing about it. There. People, I think that online being transparent and like, you know, being like accountable and like having that transparency with an audience, it can sort of create this illusion that an audience deserves to know every single detail about one person's life or deserves to know all the context about somebody's background and somebody's you know what i mean and like i think that at at the moment what should just be i don't want to say normalized what should just be accepted is as you know is that people have their own lives we're all doing what we can and i don't think that there's anybody out there who wants to be an evil person you know but especially on the online space, yun nga, back to like the whole cancel culture thing. Kasi nagiging, parang nagiging moral superiority game na lang eh. It's not naman trying to educate someone or trying to be kind about it or trying to raise awareness. Nagiging bullying na eh. Kasi when you tell somebody, like when you make violent threats against somebody online, what is that teaching that person? That's not doing anything. You're just being mean and being like, oh, you're, you're, you're moral superiority, medyo elitist pa nga, a little bit, because eh, you're assuming that everybody is as educated on a topic as you are. When people have, you know, different struggles, different things going on in their lives. And I think that 
Yeah, yun na lang. I'll end it as here. I'm sorry, that was so long again. But I really go off on a tangent. I love you guys. Thank you. It's 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 okay, Kaki. Now let's let's hear for uh, from Akoy. Super valid, super valid points from Kaki. And you know, um, while Kaki was speaking, sabi ko talaga, totoo, no? Talaga. Sabi ko, ganito, ganito talaga yung nangyayari. And this is the reality that we are living in. And we need to deal with it. But somehow, we have this kind of responsibility to to change it, to make social media better space for all of us. Um, you know, uh, social media kasi, it's, a, it's the boom of social media. And everyone is, everyone is there. But also, you will realize na... Um, each platform may tinga-tinga-tinga audience, right? You go to Facebook, everyone's there. But the sad part on Facebook, there's also mis- misinformation everywhere. You go to Instagram, it's also nice because visually aesthetic, um, inspiration. But what's bad about Instagram, of course, there's gonna be envy, right? Parang, ay, ingit ako, ganda ng body niya. Ingit ako, nandito siya sa ibang bansa. Twitter, of course, with Twitter, sometimes, uh, what's good about Twitter? Ako, I agree eh. Kaki, ako din. Pag, pagka gusto ko ng balita, I want quick information or news, I go to Twitter. But the the sad part on Twitter, we can also create cloud. No? Parang panggulo. <laughs> Pang, panggulo of the day. Now, TikTok, of course, uh, quick videos, short videos with with uh with full information but sometimes na proliferate din ng sexuality and some ng ng ano ng bad images and sometimes parang ano na rin no mga mga trolls are there na rin so what i'm trying to say is these platforms these are all good platforms but syempre meron ding downside no and we as social media users kami ni Kaki, as content creators, we have the power as well to change these ano, uh, behaviors. Kasi nakakalungkot na minsan kapag yung mga influencers or content creators ay nag-pressure sila ng salita. Pero we have to acknowledge that sometimes these people, they have interests to to protect as well. No? Uh, like for example, it's not easy for, for a big celebrity to speak up kasi baka mamaya meron pala siyang connection with with a huge public figure. No? That is why there's also a rise of micro-influencers. There's also a rise of of uh, mini-influencers wherein sila din yung nagsispeak up about issues because mas, mas, ano eh, mas, mas may power sila. And with their voice, mas nag-amplify kapag dumami rin yung mga followers nila. So, yun yung, yun yung, yun yung totoo doon, no? And me, I educate myself. I educate myself before, before, before ako magsalita, before ako mag-reply to any. Parang, parang ano yan eh, parang, parang it's like a car wherein you start the engine of your car and then you let the engine warm up first before you drive it. So, parang gera din, di ba? Hindi ka pupunta ng gera na wala kang, na wala kang bala, di ba? Na wala kang tanke. To, to protect yourself. Kasi what if there's there are questions na hindi mo masagot? So, syempre, ang backfire sa amin din, di ba? So, I, I, I educate myself about these things. But not all the time then, 
Uh, kasi tao lang din naman kami, no? Tao lang din kami ni Kathy. Ako, personally, minsan may mga bagay akong hindi alam about farmers, about the economy, diba? But I know a lot about, of course, mental health, um, sexual health-related concerns or topics, and HIV and AIDS awareness, and so cheating. But in other ano, quadrants of topics, minsan wala rin akong knowledge. Kaya magbabasa muna ako. But yun yung mahirap din doon kasi para bang para ba kaming nakatira sa loob ng Big Brother house wherein naka-monitor, may nag-may nagmo-monitor sa amin 24/7. Parang I'm I'm waiting for McCoy's statement, I'm waiting for Kathy's statement. But these people should understand that not all the time nakakapagsalita kami. Like what's your stand about that? What's what? Okay, there there there's a, there's an issue on Twitter now, something like that. What what can you say? Parang ako like like yesterday. There, there's an issue on Twitter, right? Parang, there are people messaging me. Okay, iba you're ano connected with him or connected with her. What can you say? And I choose to ano back off because I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm not on Twitter for. For almost three months now, and I, I'm limiting my social media usage, except Instagram, syempre, nagsistories ako. Pero, yun, parang um, may mga bagay din kami na kailangan pagtuunan ng pansin to enrich ourselves, to make to make, to make make our brains nurtured <laughs> before we give statements to, to these issues. So, but we are doing our best, Kathy and I, and some content creators out there, we are doing our very best to educate ourselves and to use our platform for the common good. You know, let's put it let's put it that way na lang, na we're, do, we're doing our efforts, but we need more help as well from other content creators and influencers out there. Dun sa mga big, big, big public figures or celebrities na medyo hirap din mag-speak up, fine. Iwan na natin sa kanila yan, ibigay na natin sa kanila, but... How about the other ones? I must brave. We need more of. We, we need more of them. And we salute them for, you know, being so brave. Na sabihan ko ani gusto nila. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Makoy. At I'd also just I'd also just like to add, no. It's also important, I think, that people sort of um, understand now that for a lot of people online who build a following online, that means that your profession is probably dependent on your online presence, no? And also, in addition to those, like, bigger celebrities now who we can't really... Like, people, I don't think, can process that baka naman kasi there's also some work on the line, no? Baka, like, somebody could get sued. Like, you don't under... Like, there's so many things in the fine print of, like, business and work lives that people don't recognize. And especially now, where we're living out in times where there's so much danger of, like, genuinely life-threatening danger that I think people should be more forgiving if certain individuals are not as vocal online. I'm not necessarily saying that, like, we should commend them for staying silent or things like that, or we should commend people for... Because... But it does take a certain amount of guts, you know, to have a very big following and to speak out about against an, an establishment that is very, very powerful, no? And to speak out... Like, in the, that's what people... I think have sort of lost sight of like it's still difficult because if it was easy then everybody would be doing it diba? if it was easy yeah. and if it was as simple as that then and as simple as like parang 
why don't you get like etc like that we have to understand that there's a propaganda machine we have to understand that they have a hand in so many you know, and that's the function of a propaganda machine you know misinformation yeah like there are so many people out there who probably are leaking out because they don't even know that what's right from what's wrong what's real from what's not right? or there's just a misunderstanding like a and they they probably don't want to get caught in all that and it's really hard to get you know nowadays like to get into like a space on the internet where there's no hostility and sometimes people also just want to protect their themselves their interests their loved ones you know it's not always selfish either you know sometimes you just want to protect your family the people who matter to you and i think that it does take a certain you know like i hope that more people will be willing to step up like whoever can because if you can that in itself is a wonderful privilege that you should be able to sort of because it's a freedom that not everybody i think now is allowed diba like it's a it's a it's a little bit of freedom that but are we really free even online <laughs> like diba so like people who are able to should purely because like not everybody can but we also have that means that we have to recognize that if you're fighting online you recognize also that there are people that you are fighting for everybody diba you're not just fighting for people who are on your side that's how social justice works it's supposed to benefit um that's true it's supposed to be good for everybody not necessarily benefit everybody obviously there are people who are already benefiting off of these broken systems but you know it's like if you're going to fight for social justice you have to it's for the health of society it's not just for the health of you and whoever it agrees with you but <laughs> it's like it's it's very human and at its core but i think people for some reason forget that you know? Thank you uh, Kaki and Makoy that, that I think that was a lot <laughs> that was a lot of information to process um but very um reassuring statements um uh, especially uh when both of you confirm that you are uh, educating yourselves on these issues and trying to uh process things before speaking out and sometimes choosing to stay to stay silent because it's uh, the better way t- uh, to do things and sometimes we understand that sometimes it's better for uh for on the side of the influencers and their families and friends um and finally that recognition of being limited and not being able to understand deeply everything uh, for a given period of time uh, we know that there is a pressure and uh, it's good that you are trying to keep up but please please do not sacrifice your mental health uh, for uh, for this now for our last question um what is your advice to emerging influencers or people who are active online trying to speak up about issues uh, what is your advice to them in the in their endeavor of being more active and being more vocal uh, about issues online that's the last question we can start with makoy this time all right well to answer that question you know we must acknowledge that these content creators or influencers who are choosing to use their platform for the common good and to spread good information through information. Number one, you're doing a great job, and thank you for that. Because in this age where fake news and misinformation is very rampant, we need more people like you. And if you are afraid to speak because you feel na baka meron kang death threat, ganyan, or baka, baka nafe-feel mo na uh, you get... you get bashers, you know, just shrug, shrug them off. You disarm them, you know? And tayo kasi, we have the power naman 
na we have the power naman to continue doing the good, doing the great. Kasi alam naman natin na sumasay tayo sa tama. So, matay natatakot, di ba? Matay matatakot. So, and of course, if you feel na there's already a threat, uh, don't be afraid. There are lawyers out there that can help you, right? Uh, our law- lawmakers na na tumutulong no para sa mga tao na ito but you know um for the past three years that I've been creating content and posting content that's related sometimes to social issues never naman akong never ko naman na experience na ma-approach sa mall at sabihan na hoy ikaw pangit ng content mo walang walang ganoon eh wala pa ako na experience na ganoon iba ka like you mentioned earlier parang I, we, we never had an experience when people approach us personally face to face and tell us na, okay, ang pahay ng content mo, hindi ka nakakatuwa, ganito kulay mo, something like that. Diba? Parang ako never ko pa na-experience yung ganito. But kasi people are braver online. Kasi syempre, online yun eh. Diba? Wala namang mukha minsan because they use fake accounts and uh, to spread to and write information and with, with now that we are approaching on a new endeavor especially next year wherein there will be a transition of government let's just use our right resources to inform everyone that we should uh, go out there and register to vote and pilatisin kung sino ang leader na iahalaw yun naman importante and uh well, yeah, thank you. Thank you for creating creating content that's related to, you know, promoting the good, continuing the good, and uh, spreading the right information. Thank you, McCoy. Uh, and then finally, Kaki. Uh, I think my, the biggest thing I learned online, um, and I think this was due in part, because growing up, we weren't allowed, actually, to be online a lot. Um, I wasn't allowed to have an Instagram until I was 16, like a public Instagram. And then sort of the same for Twitter, although I was a little more active on Twitter now when I was 15-ish. But I know a lot of people my age who were online since, uh, you know, like they were like 8, 9, 10, and et cetera, and things like that. And so I think that that allowed me to sort of keep this perspective of, I don't want to be anybody else online except myself. And that's always my number one piece of advice also to people. It's I think that it applies to all areas of life, but especially online, because so much of our identities can super get muddled between, you know, I think people need to take social media presence with a grain of salt, because that's really only a part of who somebody is. But at the end of the day, if you're going to allow your social media to be part of who you are or be a lot of how you are perceived, make sure that it really is you. Don't be honest. Be, if if there's something you don't understand, ask questions. Because I've learned so much from people. I've I've made I've made so many friends over quarantine just out of pure curiosity, you know, asking about issues like, can somebody please help me learn about this? Can somebody please talk to me about this, etc. And you know, I made so many friends and like I DM these people regularly. I consider Makoy and I have never even met in real life. I think that that really messes with my brain so much. Like I'm so surprised that like. Parang, why do I have the memories of 
being with these people and being really close and like interacting and hugging with these people and feeling safe for these people when they don't exist. No, <laughs> Magoy. Like I feel, I, but I, I, it's so funny for me to say like I miss you because we've never even met in real life, which is insane to me. But it just goes to show how beautiful social media can be when it's used correctly, when it's used kindly, when you when you have the the best intentions in your heart and when you're just honestly yourself. No. Because there's so many people, so many beautiful people online who we can all learn a thing or two from. I think you can learn something from everybody. Because even the people who you disagree with, even the people who don't necessarily contribute very much to your life as a whole, you still learn from them. You know, you learn through exper- these experiences online. And so I think, um, as McCoy said, like, yeah, keep doing it. Please be brave. Thank you for, thank you for. Parang, thank you for caring at all. No? Thank you for doing your best to make the world a better place. And don't forget also, though, that like you are building your own space online. You're cultivating your own. You know, and you are fully allowed. You're fully allowed to feel to feel like you want to keep it safe sometimes or to feel as if... Parang, like, just, I guess, rephrase, rephrase. Just put yourself in your... <laughs> like, put yourself in a safe head Space where you can have these conversations with that are but make sure also that you're not sacrificing uh, your mental health make sure that you're not sacrificing um your identity as a person and if things get too tough if things get too yung nakakapagod na sobra like don't worry it's okay because there's so many more people online and anyway we're fighting the same fight also it's not always up to you You've got friends online. There's a great community of activists and advocates there who've been at it so much longer than so many of us online have been. There's so many people online who've been at it longer than I've been alive, which is like, that's why I'm so scared. I'm so intimidated by the Twitter audience. Sometimes the online community of activists and advocates there. But that just means that there's so many people who are fighting this good fight. It's not up to one person, right? Like, that's why we, we have to work together. And that's why I think, you know, like what I was saying, like registering to vote, for example, that's like a great thing now that everybody I think should definitely be up on because malapit na halalan. September na is the due date of the registration. September na is the cutoff for registration. No? And so if you're going, if anybody's listening to this and you're going to be 18 or up, 100 days from now. Okay, so we're recording this um, June 22, 22 na, no? And so that's in 100 days. Oh my god, that's so scary. <laughs> but yeah, I think that um, yeah, if you're going to just make sure if you're going to be 18 or older, on or before May 2022, please, please register to vote. Yung kapatid ko po si Miel, she's going to be 17, so she's very, very mad at herself because birthday po niya September. So kung may tao po dyan na magiging 18 on or before May 2022, please register on behalf of my sister. <laughs> no, just kidding. Please register for yourselves because karapata po yan, but it's also it's 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 a given right, but it's, you know, it's a right you should exercise. I think it's a right that we all have the responsibility to exercise for ourselves. <clears throat> and yeah, so thank you for having us, Christian. And I love you Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Makoy. Thank you, uh, Kaki. Those are very inspiring message uh, messages for our young people. Perhaps my final takeaway is that 
Um, although social media and the, the work of influencers like exist in an entirely different universe, um, it can impact the elections, but it is not the sole or like the only means to impact the election. It is still important to encourage people to vote, educate um, young people and uh, communities to vote for the correct politicians or leaders that align to their uh, to their needs, that addresses their needs. That's it. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we hope that we could see you again in our next episodes. This podcast is brought to you by Cal Youth and the Friedrich Nauman Foundation. Thank you and goodbye.